Hey, this is Nicole Golden. I'm really glad you're taking some time to listen to this today. This is some bonus material um, that goes right along with our original podcast, Shattered. Um, And this is a talk that I gave to our 18 to 30-year-olds, our Grove Ministry at Center Point Church. Um, And so after you listen to this, if you have any questions or if you want to talk with someone or want to know what your next step is, we'd love to have you reach out to us um, so that we could be an encouragement to you and maybe help you along in your journey. So thanks again for listening, and I hope you enjoy it. to uh, right there at the table. Uh, if we haven't met yet, my name is Justin and I work here at the church. I'm glad to invite you and welcome you to The Grove. This is something we do the second Tuesday of every single month. Uh, we gather in this context just to worship, uh, to talk about something. This is where we, uh, even tonight, we're going to have a good conversation around the idea of mental health and how we can interact with that. Uh, and we talk about this regularly is We want to have honest conversations and honest questions and also honest answers. So even, uh, not just tonight, but anytime we're together, I don't know is a perfectly good answer. And tough questions are welcome. We believe that our faith, uh, if you're trying to figure out faith or if you have faith, our faith is something that we can uh, interact with intellectually and we can think about things and argue things even and disagree. And everything like that is welcome here because we're not afraid of that because truth is not afraid of questions. Uh, so I want to welcome you to the Grove, uh, and if you if you have been tracking with us for a little bit, I also want to invite you not just to come out on Tuesday nights, the second Tuesday of the month, because this is only once a month, but I invite you to join one of our groups. Uh, so we have young adult groups that meet uh, regularly, some every other week, some every week, where it's a smaller context. I know, um, like Dylan and his wife, Brooke, lead a group. Uh, you guys meet every other Monday night, is that right? Every Monday. Awesome. And Isaiah leads a group. You all meet every other Monday night. Kinda. It's kinda. I don't know how you kinda meet. It's, you try to meet every Monday. You try. So Dylan's just better than you guys because they meet every Monday. Uh, and then uh, some of you are part of Brian and Mary's group. Uh, I know like Brittany and some of y'all, you're part of their group. They meet every Wednesday, but it's moving to Thursday. Sure. I don't know. So talk to Brian and Mary. They can connect with you. Uh, and really, the, the goal is that we would build relationships with each other. So if you want to, if you could, just take a second and just introduce yourself to someone at your table. I know that might be uncomfortable for some of you, but just say, hey, uh, and just take a second and introduce yourself. Because again, this is not just about getting a large group, but being able to meet some people and connect. Some of you, if you're single, just throw that out there. I'm single. I'm looking for somebody. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. That'd be kind of be strange. So just welcome someone here. We're glad you're here. So, so coming in every, every month, the second Tuesday of the month, we're going to gather like this. But also, uh, we want to do some fun things together. Uh, so not this Thursday, but next Thursday is Thanksgiving. And we are going to have an awesome time eating some food, all the food. I'm going to start working out right now to get ready for the food. But before that, what we're going to do is at 9 o'clock, we're going to have our first annual big deal. We've been doing it, but now we're making a big deal. We're going to have our turkey bowl. So we're going to come out, going to have some co-ed football out there. So if you want to play football, uh, it's not going to be like highly competitive, okay? So if you're like, I don't know, like come out, we're going to have fun. I'm going to be playing. Alex is going to be playing, so it's clearly not going to be competitive at all. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be some flag football. So, And this is, this is the thing too. We're going to have all sorts of people. So come on out here, have some fun with us. It's going to be right up the street of Alrico Elementary. We're going to hop the fence and play in their football field and have a good time. Uh, so it's Thanksgiving morning, 9 a.m., Valrico Elementary. So you get your sweat on before you get the food on. 
Okay, so come out. Uh, invite someone to come with you. If you got kids and a family, like I got kids and a family, like bring them with you. We'll throw them in the game. Some of my kids, you can literally throw them in the game. Uh, but we're going to just have a good time. So come on out, hang out with us. We're going to have some fun playing some football. Uh, and the last thing I want to talk about real quick is uh, on your table, uh, tonight we're going to be talking about this idea, I already referenced it, like mental health and how we interact with that. Uh, so uh, what we're going to have is Nicole is going to come up and she's going to share uh, kind of uh, similar to what she shared a few weeks ago. If you were here for the message called Shattered or you listened to it online or got the podcast, uh, she shares some really honest moments from her life and her journey through discovering and walking through uh, a mental uh, health uh, scenario with her and her family. And she's going to share about that. And that's a, a huge thing for a lot of us. I know uh, just from talking with uh, people in our age range, like a lot of us are in counseling, a lot of us are on medication, a lot of us uh, self-diagnosed even, like through WebMD or wherever, like I think I have this. And like like for some of you, like that's legitimate. Like you read that and you're like, like that's me. And uh, we want to talk about that because for so long, like personally me, like I didn't know anything about it. And like for me, like it, there were thoughts of like, well, why can't you just be better? And for, for a lot of us, this is where we want to bring education for some of us who were like me kind of ignorant about it, but also have freedom for some of you that you're like, like, I feel like I'm the only one that's like this. Or I feel like, like, what does God think about this? Uh, so Nicole's going to share, and then uh, we're going to open it up for questions and answers. And the reason we have the papers out there is for, for you. Uh, for some of you, talking in front of a bunch of people is, like, not your thing at all. Or you might have a question that you're honestly, like, I'm not sure I want anyone to know that I'm asking this question. That's totally fine. You can write that down, fold it up. Uh, I'll come around. I'll grab those, and we'll go through, and we'll try to answer some of those. Uh, and also, uh, even as Nicole, you can come on up this way. Nicole loves to talk with people, loves to connect with people. We also have a, a man on our staff named David Moran, who is a phenomenal counselor. He's our pastor of Karen Counselor. He would love to connect with you. And Nicole's going to talk about other resources, places you connect. Um, but just want to, again, open it up. Honest conversations, real community. We're going to talk about this, and uh, we're going to have some fun. Yeah. Or make you cry. I don't know. I'm just joking. Hi, everybody. I'm going to scooch this over. And hopefully not lose my water bottle. Okay. And then I don't know if I'm going to use this whiteboard or not. Depends on how much teacher mode I get into. But um, anyways, holy brightness. Hello. All right. This is how we're going to roll tonight. Okay. Um, I'm so happy to be here with you guys. Um, this is really exciting. I'm going to give you a little bit of my story probably as we go. Um, I'm not going to land too much there because probably the majority of you came um, a couple of weeks ago um, to the service. And if you didn't, you can get it online um, on our podcast or you can watch it online through the app. So I don't want to um, basically re-preach that message because then what's the point of you all being here? So I want to kind of go, I want to piggyback off of it a little bit if I can. And then, um, you know, if you want to hear more of the story, if you have more questions about it, that would be the time at the end. Um, I'm also going to bring, bring Bryant up here at the end too because one of the things I want to land on today a little bit is for those of you who maybe don't have mental illness but you're in relationship with someone who does um, or you have a friend or a family member, and how to navigate that whole situation. And so um, we're going to bring him up at the end. I told him he was not allowed to steal my thunder, so we'll see. Um, I'm going to give a little beeper if I feel like he goes too long and stop him so he doesn't start preaching. Love you, boo. Anyways, um, 
So anyways, just really happy I'm here. I want to tell you my friend Lauren's story. Um, and um, I guess, disclaimer, I didn't really ask her if I could tell her story, but she lives in Thailand, so I think it's all right. Um, but she is very open about her story. In fact, wants to write a book about it, so I figured this was fine. Um, we'll find out if we're still friends after this. But um, I met Lauren, geez, probably about five years ago. Um, she and her husband, Mark, were serving in our Velocity student ministry. Actually, he was. She was not. She was not involved in church at all at that point um, because she was just really angry and bitter um, with God and with the whole church in general. And um, Mark found out, um, because I was serving in Velocity at that point, and so Mark found out, um, because I'm just very open, I I don't even know, like I'll drop that I have anxiety, depression, and borderline in just a very like mediocre conversation, like how are you doing? I'm good. Do you want some coffee? No, I cannot. I have anxiety, depression, and borderline personality disorder, and if I drink that, I will be nuts. Have a great day. You know, like I just drop it, and it's kind of fun for me because people literally freak out, like, (gasps) you know, and I'm like, I'm good. This is fine. Like this is normal for me to be crazy about this, but um, so Mark found out, and he's like, I want you to meet my wife, and so Um, she came over to my house and sat in my kitchen and um, just basically was like, this is my story. And she just poured it out. She's like, I'm angry. I I don't even know if I believe in God right now. I don't want anything to do with the church. She was like, I grew up um, in a home that um, believed in Jesus and um, at a very early age started struggling with anxiety and um, started meeting with church people. And they basically told me, that verse in Philippians, cast your cares upon the Lord, for he cares for you. Um, be anxious for nothing. I've reversed that, but anyways, you get the drift. And so she was like, you know, I just started praying, 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 and um, that's what everybody told me to do. I, I got into some counseling, and they um, actually over-medicated me. So there's a season of her life that she doesn't even really remember um, because she was over-medicated, and then they decided to take her off all the medication, and it was just kind of this roller coaster for her. And so she just kept trying to believe that maybe she wasn't praying enough, believing enough, saying enough scripture, and that at some point Jesus would heal her. Um, She got involved with um, an organization. I'm not going to share the name because I think it is a really good organization. Um, But I do think they're a little cuckoo sometimes. And they basically made the promise to her that um, she was going to be healed, Um, that Jesus was going to heal her of all her anxiety and depression um, and all of the other disorders that she had. And um, so she went on a missions trip with them. And while she was out there, I think just due to some of the emotional and spiritual highs, she got to a point where she thought she was healed. Um, And so she um, really started claiming, Jesus has healed me. This is it. This is the end. Got off her medication um, and um, went a season without any, um, any drugs, any counseling, nothing. Um, went back overseas as an independent missionary and basically had um, a nervous breakdown, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and had to be sent home. And um, she came home, started going to USF, um, started meeting with some counselors out there that really actually started helping her a great deal um, because for once... They weren't people who were trying to take the Bible and slap it upside her head and give her really pat Christian answers for some really deep things that were going on in her life. And she started healing. That's when she met Mark. And um, fast forward about a year or two, and then here she was with me. And so I just listened to her. And I'm not sure what she was expecting from me. Um, 
But I just listened to her, and I'm like, girl, that sucks, and I'm sorry on behalf of every believing person who ever told you the lie that you just cast your cares upon the Lord, and your anxiety is going to go away. And um, I was like, I just want to keep meeting with you and talking with you if you're cool with that. And so she started coming over once a week um, for the next several months, and it wasn't anything that I did. I think it was just listening to her and relating with her and just sharing like, hey, this is my journey. This is what I've been on. But it was wild because she went from someone who didn't want anything to do with the church that by the time they left, they're actually overseas in Thailand right now working with a Christian school. Um, she's in several community groups out there. They're at a really good church out there. She puts posts on social media all the time about how much she loves the Lord and what the Lord's doing in her life. And it's wild to see what all has happened in her life as a result of someone who just decided to listen and be like, I'm here with you. Let's walk this journey together and see what happens, you know? And I think where I get a little bit fired up about mental illness is how often people get this thing so wrong. And I think it's funny, um, Justin was calling it mental health, which I appreciate that he was, but I'm someone who's like, no, let's call it what it is. It's mental illness, and we're reaching for and striving towards mental health. But I think we need to start calling it what it is so we don't keep beating around the bush and pretending it's not a real thing. And we start facing it head on. One of the people I follow on social media is Jamie Twerkowski. Have you ever heard of the... Um, Sorry, Nicole. Justin, really, just right saying, now? I just wanted, I just, Who honest, gave him a mic? Honest conversation. Sorry. <laughs> Who gave you a mic? Bryant? Jonathan? Take the mic from Bryant and him. Okay, Jamie Twerkowski, have you heard of the organization to write love on her arms? It's a great organization. Um, but Jamie Twerkowski, um, he was sent a tweet, and the tweet was, I think it's time to change the language on mental health. Let's start using the phrase mental strength and teach our kids the power of resilience. And I love Jamie. He does not beat around the bush. He goes, nope. <laughs> it should be called mental health because making it about strength just reinforces stigma. Strength implies tough it out and do it yourself. That's not how mental health works. People need people. People need rest. People need professional help. And I think it starts by saying, yeah, I have a mental illness, and I'm going to work until I get to the place where I'm living in mental health. And so... Um, I was thinking as I was getting ready for tonight is how often people get the idea of mental illness wrong. And I think the leading group that gets it wrong is the church. I think we have done, not just this, I mean like the church, big C. Um, I think we have done mental illness so much disservice by um, calling it sin, being confused about it, telling people just to get over it. You wouldn't believe, I have a number of friends um, that I was very close to years ago that were part of the organization that I grew up in and were messaging me after this saying, thank you, thank you for explaining that this could be something other than a heart issue. And I'm like, that had to be explained? Like, this is where we've gotten it so wrong. So the church, believers, Christians, we're so dumb when it comes to mental illness. It makes me angry. And then a lot of times, and this is one of the things that I want to address when I pull Bryant up here, is family and friends. And I don't think family and friends mean to get it wrong. I think friends and family um, get scared. I think they don't know what's going on. I think they get very worried about, like, if this truly is a mental illness situation, what does this imply for me, this person, how are we going to move through this? And so um, I think family and friends get it, get it wrong, too. Um, 
And I just started thinking, like, why? I think misunderstanding, I think ignorance, I think fear, and I think lack of education. I think a lot of people have not taken the time to really think through and educate themselves on mental illness and what it is and why it is. And one of the things I talked about a couple weeks ago on Sunday was um, this shouldn't be anything that surprises us because in Genesis 3, um, and I'm not going to use my Bible very much tonight. I'm sorry. I brought it up here because I felt guilty and weird. Like, can I be up here without my Bible? But here it is so you guys can think I have authority. <laughs> um, so, amen. Um, but sin entered the world in Genesis 3, and it broke stuff. And so I said this on that Sunday. I'm sorry to repeat myself, but just to catch us all up, uh, it broke us spiritually. Um, it broke us physically, mentally, and emotionally. So this is why, you know, if, if you need a logical explanation, this is why we get sick. Um, this is why there's cancer and Alzheimer's. This is why we die. Um, this is why um, relationships break. This is why, you know, there's divorce and single parents and um, all sorts of craziness. This is why there's addiction. This is why there's all of that. And this is why there's mental illness. This is why our brains and emotions aren't functioning the way they should be functioning because things broke. And this side of heaven, they're not going to function correctly. And some people just get sad or anxious or worry, and others of us carry this emotion with us almost like it's a little cloud. I remember Louis Giglio, um, and he, he came out about uh, two years ago and shared how he's actually been on medication multiple times in his life due to heavy anxiety and depression about when they started the Passion Ministries. Um, he, almost to the point where he couldn't function, like um, Shelly would find him basically like curled up in a ball. Um, and he described it as though, and I love this description, that, that his anxiety and depression is like a cloud that follows him around. He always knows it's there. Sometimes it, he's completely enveloped in it, and sometimes it's like over in the corner and he sees it, but he's all right, you know? And for those of us living with a mental illness, that's how it is. It's always with us. It's a part of who I am now. I've accepted that. Um, and sometimes I'm completely enveloped in it, and I can't see outside of it. And sometimes it's like, there it is, you know, if the wind blows too strongly, it might come over, it might be good. We just don't know, you know? Um, and so sin broke us. And so one of the things that I shared on Sunday was that um, we all have unhealed hurts, unmet needs, and unresolved issues. And a lot of the emails that we got in um, were so moving, uh, people sharing stories about how that Sunday, like the Lord just kind of was like, hey, this is it, you know. Um, one lady shared a story, and I think we shared it on social media, but she wrote us an email, and she said that um, during that service, she just kind of came to the realization that um, there was a 12-year-old girl kind of trapped inside of her that had never healed from the fact that her mom woke her up bright and early one morning to say she was leaving her father and just took off, and that was the end. And this 12-year-old girl at the time was so embarrassed by it, she bottled it all up, and she's been living now. I think this lady's probably in her 40s or 50s, has never dealt with the pain and the emotion of that for all these years. And I think one of the things that is scary with this a lot of times with our unmet needs, unhealed issues, and unhealed hurts and unresolved issues is that it can be something that you've locked down so deeply you don't even realize is there um, until all of a sudden the Lord decides to slap you upside the head with it. And that's actually a very gracious thing of Jesus to do. Um, for some of us, that sounds really scary, but it's probably the best thing Jesus can do. And, you know, as I'm sharing tonight, um, 
about all of this, I, I think the thing that I want you to keep in mind, if you are someone who battles with mental illness or you're in a relationship with someone who does, is you can't think in this moment. You have to think um, long term. <laughs> And you've got to think to yourself, okay, in this moment, the pain that I'm experiencing or the pain that I may have to experience to walk through this, like that's going to be um, really bad. <laughs> and I don't know that I have the strength to do it. But what I want to try to get you to, th and this is what I try to plead with people all the time is, can you just think though, like, is this how you want to live for the next 10, 20 years of your life? Or can you like suck it up and really try to dig deep and trudge through this so that you can be living healthy and free for the next 10 to 20 years. And, and then also think about what you're going to be handing down to your future children or what you're going to be, you know, the, the healing that you could be bringing to a spouse if the Lord allows or what about the ministry God's going to bring you into or the friends that you have. And so you've got to constantly think long term with this. But um, as you're just thinking this through is like, okay, is there something in my life? Like if I have, if I'm battling right now with anxiety, depression, some kind of mental illness, can I pinpoint it to something that maybe triggered that? Now I want to say on the other side, um, maybe you're like my friend Lauren, where it wasn't something that triggered it. Maybe it's biological. And that's the two sides of mental illness that a lot of people um, don't fully understand. Sometimes there's a situation, I would almost call it environmental, if we're going to get psychological here, um, environmental that has triggered or caused your issues. For me, it was how I was raised. If you heard my story on um, that Sunday a couple weeks ago, it was how I was raised is why I am the wonderful mess I am now. Um, but for others of you, it could be biological, um, where there's just something off um, inside you uh, biologically, and so that's why you are struggling. And so that's something, though, that you are not going to want to self-diagnose. That's something that you will want to deal with with a professional, um, with a doctor, and with um, a counselor, a psychiatrist. Um, you never want to self-diagnose yourself when it comes to mental illness because that's when it gets dangerous. Um, but understanding that, yes, sometimes it can be environmental and that's where the unhealed hurts, unresolved issues, and unmet needs come from, and it can be biological where just something's off inside of you. Um, and so after, you know, the talk on Sunday, I started thinking is like, okay, there's going to be two groups of people that are going to walk away from this. And there's going to be people who need to meet with someone who's licensed, a licensed mental health counselor. And then there's going to be people who just need to get with someone who can listen to them. Um, some of you have unmet needs, unresolved issues, and unhealed hurts, and it's not caused a mental illness. It's just caused a lot of baggage, and you treat people like crap, and that just is what it is. You probably just need somebody who can listen to you and help you trudge through that. But others of you... Um, you have battled with addictions. You've battled with suicidal thoughts. Your emotional problems are ruining relationships um, and have put you in a really bad place. And you, doesn't matter what you do, you can't get on the right side of it. And in that case, you need someone who's licensed. You need someone who can figure out how you're wired emotionally um, and mentally and can begin to help you unwire and rewire your brain. It's funny with emotions. It's funny with addictions. Um, am I being pod? Are you recording me? So I need to be careful what all I share. I can share off the mic later. Um, if I remove the mic, will it pick up what I'm sharing from my mouth? It will. Okay. 
All right, so at the end, we'll shut it down and I can share a little bit more. Um, anyways, I have family members battling with things, um, but um, it rewires your brain. Addictions rewire your brain and mental illness rewires your brain. And so you will need um, a licensed counselor that can help you rewire it um, so it can respond healthily. Um, and for me, for the longest time, I didn't understand what personality disorders were. I shared on that Sunday that I have um, borderline personality disorder that's very confusing for a lot of people. Um, for me, for the longest time, I didn't think those were real things. I just thought they were labels people slapped on to get more meds. Um, but they're real things. See, for me, in the environment that I was raised in, I developed certain character traits, certain personality traits in order to try to protect myself. And so that was the perfectionism, the people pleasing, all of that. And um, that's what developed the fear of abandonment. Like if I don't get it right, people are going to leave me. And so it's almost like it changed my personality. And um, I shared with you guys that we went to Georgia and met with a couple up there who really took some time with us. And I found out up there, I didn't even know who I was anymore. I had tried for so long to be who everybody else wanted me to be. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know what I disliked. I didn't know what my favorite things were. I'm being honest to God. She made me sit down and write out a list. And she was like, I want you to write out a whole page. Of, do you remember this, babe? A whole page of what your favorite things are and what you love. And um, it took me um, probably six or seven years. I would say the past three years, this is the most free me I have ever been in my entire life. Because I finally have figured out who I am and what I'm about, um, but it took a lot of work. Um, I'm not sure where I was going with that because I literally, I planned stuff, but then back there I was just like, Jesus, help me say what I need to say. So this is a little bit like nerve wracking for me, so I'm not sure where, where I was going with that. But bottom line is <laughs> personality disorders, thank you. I don't know if anyone said that or if the Lord brought that back, but that's what a personality disorder is. It is something that basically becomes a personality for you and you have to unlearn what you are doing and relearn new ways of coping. And so, anyways, some of us need to see someone who's licensed. Um, afterwards, we I do have contacts um, of counselors. Um, they are located in Lakeland. Um, for some of you, like, I don't know if I can drive, and I'm just going to say suck it up, buttercup. I find... Um, I pay money to go see Kevin, I pay for babysitting, and I drive the um, 30 minutes out and 30 minutes back because that's what I got to do. Um, and I've actually always been someone who says you should pay for counseling. I know that sounds really harsh, especially with where you guys are at. Many of you, like, we're not making a whole lot of money. Um, but... Um, you will take it seriously and you won't waste that hour and you will put into practice what they say because that's your money and you're putting your money where your mouth is, quite literally. Um, we do have people um, on campus. David Moran, he is licensed. He's taking over our entire counseling ministry and we have several people who are licensed therapists who will be here at the church. I think a lot of that is free. Yes, ish. All right, I'm getting this. So, um, <laughs> but... Yeah. Oh, it is free. Okay. That's probably why they were laughing because I said you should pay for it. But you're paying for it with your time. So um, we'll say it that way. 
That's just my opinion. It is what it is. But we, um, Megan Richardson, Deneen, we've got several ladies. Um, and then David, who is a, a dude, um, who, are, <laughs> he is a dude, um, who can meet with you here on campus if it's one of those things where, you you know, financially you are strapped. Totally understandable. Don't feel bad to do that since I just made it seem like you should feel bad to do that. So my bad. All right. Um, so some of you need to see someone who's licensed. Some of you need to see someone who can listen. Um, um, and that's just walking maybe with someone who's older, wiser than you. Um, maybe it's getting in touch with Justin's wife, Rachel, um, some of our other staff ladies. Um, Katie is going to hate that I'm calling her out here, but I love Katie Olson to death, Chris's wife. Um, but getting together with someone like your community group leader, whatever it may be, and walking and doing life with them. Some of you need to work through forgiveness issues. That's what's causing a lot of stuff. Um, and I loved Justin's message on Sunday, it's like everything we've been talking about for the past few weeks have piggybacked together so well. Um, but forgiveness will be a big key for a lot of you in moving forward. Forgiving yourselves, forgiving someone else, forgiveness. Um, some of you need to reframe. And actually in January, um, Bryant and I are going to basically do Shattered Part 2. and We're going to do a whole series um, kind of picking back off of what we've been talking about over the past few weeks. But some of you are at a place right now in, in your mental health journey where um, you're starting to get healthy, but you are really, and, and so often a lot of the people I talk to about it, it, it's you're really struggling with your view with the Lord. And I think it makes me emotional because this is such a tricky thing. Um, mental illness is so dark um, and absolutely miserable um, and personal that it's hard sometimes to um, work through in your mind why a loving God would allow it um, for yourself or if you're someone who's walking through it with someone else. Um, and... Um, I think, too, because of how poorly believers in the church have handled mental illness, I think sometimes we're even confused as to who the true God and Jesus truly is. Like, is he someone who's just slapping verses up against us and wanting us to... Um, I heard a story once of a couple who went through something crazy, and they needed to see someone who was licensed, but they just went to someone who was going to listen. And um, marriage was falling apart, and what he had them do was to go through the book of Ephesians and to define in the book of Ephesians all the different words for anger and then to deal with their anger that way. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like, I had a lot of anger issues, but if someone had done that to me, I would have thrown the Bible in their face. Like, I could have quoted Scripture front ways and back ways. I did not need more Scripture. Like, I needed help. And so I think people have been very insensitive in the way they've used Scripture and the way they've used Jesus' name when it comes to mental illness. And so some of you have to almost reframe your past, and you have to see it. And this is something that Lauren and I talked about a lot. She could not, she was believing in the God she was taught that was saying, just can, you know, lean on Jesus, you know, 
deal with your anxiety. Confess your cares to him and he will care for you. That's, that's the God, that's the Jesus she was believing in. And I was like, that's not the God, the Jesus of the Bible. Like, I'm sorry, but he understands that you're broken and he wouldn't just slap a verse onto your pain. Like he would want you to get the help that you need. And so some of us um, need to reframe the Jesus that we were taught that really screwed us up and messed us up and understand that that's not who the Jesus of the Bible is. And one of the places where I started when I was in the middle of um, really trying to get healthy was I just started reading through the Gospels um, and just stripping away everything I'd been taught and just coming to, to the Gospels of like, who is Jesus and how did he interact with people? And that really started helping me understand in that moment what, who Jesus was all about. Um, some of us, and this is right where I've been for actually several years, if I can just be really honest, is um, there is, there's two Nicoles. There's the healthy Nicole that's sitting here in front of you, and then there's the Nicole that for 25 years of her life was really oppressed. And now that I'm healthy and I can look back, I almost get upset for that, Nicole. Like, why did you not, like, stand up for yourself, you know? Why did you not... Um, go after the things you wanted to go after? Why did you break up with people when you were told to? Why did you, um, you know, why did you just always try to get straight A's? Why did you listen? Why didn't you stand up for yourself? And I'm still now trying to reconcile, okay, what do I do with her? <laughs> because I'm okay right now. Like, I'm happy and healthy, and I see how the Lord took that those areas in my life and that season in my life and has made me to who I am now. And I don't have any regrets about that, but I hate how bad she was hurting. And I think it's difficult. I don't know if any of you are following me, but I think that is something I'm still in the process of reconciling. What do I do with her? And I think one of the things that I've really been trying to tell myself over the past years is you just let her be. <laughs> she made you into who you are and you've got to let her be. And you can't change the past, and you can't fix the past. Um, and so you've got to understand that at, at, during those seasons, Jesus was still with her. And you've got to leave her be and just accept the pain for what it is and not try to change it. Because what I want to do right now is try to fix it, try to change it. And it's like, no, that pain will always be a part of who I am. And I can't ignore the pain and I can't forget the pain and I can't necessarily rewrite the pain. I have to leave the pain as it is and see how the Lord has used it. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I'm really glad you took some time out of your day today. Um, I'd love to have you listen to part two. It's a question and answer time that we had um, at The Grove, which was our ministry for 18 to 30-year-olds. Um, they may have asked some questions that maybe you have, and maybe some of the answers would be an encouragement to you. But if you do have any questions that weren't answered, or um, if you just want to get with someone, please reach out to us. If you're 18 to 30-year-old, you can um, check us out at, at CC The Grove, um, or you can just contact the church directly, regardless of your age. But um, again, I just really want to thank you and encourage you to listen to part two.